<laughs> Technical difficulties. I see. <laughs> Don't want to mess up the party. <laughs> I gave you like five seconds of some nonsense. <laughs> it's been a wild week, my bad, guys. My bad, my bad. Uh, let's get it. Bridging the Gap podcast. We in here deep, ep- episode 26. I'm hype. I don't even want to do an intro for real today. We shouldn't. Uh, we, look, y'all know that's OG. I'm young OG. Man, it's been a while. Since we had a podcast, business gets a little crazy, and you know this podcast thing is is still like, uh, you know, it's a it's a project, you know, that we just throwing around, catching the energy, trying to figure out how to make it work. So a lot of times, we miss out on some episodes and some other things. We're learning though. We'll be back with some sharper episodes, season two. Why don't you just cut right to it? We're gonna get right to it. No, I mean the truth. Why we? Oh, well, part okay. I forgot all about that. Okay. Well, you guys know, you know, as basketball players, we understand that as a team, you know, you guys got to, you know, team hold each other down. You know, we and we are selfish guys. We always try to share the wealth. You know, you can't some things I can't do. I look to OG to do and the things that he can't look to me. And if we both can't, then we go find somebody that can, you know, partners, teammates and. One of our guys took a, a vacation unexpectedly. Yeah, um, went to Vegas for 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Dennis you know, Rodman. And we couldn't go and get him. Yeah. You know, you try to get Dennis back, MJ said. <laughs> like Dennis said, I need another 48. So that's why, too, on the last episode, we had a little different artwork because I had to make it do what it do. <laughs> you know, you know, this, as they say, the show must go on. Yeah. But we are back. Ethan is back from Portugal with a tan. Yeah, a new haircut. You know, I, I he went on those. You know, Ethan just graduated college, so I think he went on those little quick uh, retreats to China, kind of like meditate in the sun, see what see where the universe is going to point him, how life is going to be. I understand. I understand. Now you're back. <laughs> Let's get to it. Let's get to it. No, but it's good to have Ethan back. Let's. Let's see. Is it a round of applause? Oh, that's a laugh. I give him a round of applause. <laughs> Eat this back in the crib, so we should have, we should have a good, uh, entertaining animation this week. Um, man, as you guys know, Hoop Mountain Dubai, Hoop Mountain DXB, Hoop Mountain AE. That's us. That coach and I, we uh, we're the faces and all that other good stuff. We're teaching your kids everything we can about basketball, building a basketball culture. You know, sharing the wealth. You know, passing the game on. Um, here in Dubai going on for me it's like 20 months straight here killing it like this man <laughs> it's almost two years it's light work light work right yeah all right. <laughs> get out of here man no but you know we do a quick check in today everybody's gonna do a quick one Ethan how you feeling yeah Ethan here 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 both thumbs up oh mm, yeah okay Portugal is nice to the yeah. boy <laughs> yeah, a lot of sun, good fish, good scenery. We all know about the scenery. Yeah, but he ain't been doing his push-ups, so I don't know if he was out there in the tank top or, or yeah, you know those guys be out there on the beach with a shirt on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good though. How about you, how about you, Zed? We checking in with the camera guy too. How you feeling? Good. Yeah, Zed got a nice smile. <laughs> <Okay>. on. <laughs> yeah. How you feeling, OG? 
I'm good, man. I'm I'm right here right now because you know what I'm saying. Just for those of you that don't know, I closed out two victories last night. Oh, two? Can just, you count? Just so you know. Hold on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When it came, when it counted the most, we came through in the clutch. Yeah, two victories? Yeah. But no. you know, you know, we sped up <laughs> and we we rocked on um the, the college guys real quick. I was I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yo, yeah. we got like seven minutes, so like, we won't take long to get yeah, them. Yeah, you try to get your number right. Yeah, yes, sir. Well, since we want to talk about it in the, the last three weekends. No, no, no. So hold on, hold on, hold on. No, three, three. It's this Saturday, the, uh, the Saturday before, and the Saturday before that. Because remember, you had some close games, but you still couldn't pull them out. You know, you guys know on Saturdays is our one day that we can bump with the with the with the teens we have, and the, some of the fathers come out and bump too. Um, you guys know the magic number for NBA championship is 12, 16, 16 victories, right? So for me, it's like a playoff run right now. I'm, uh, I believe I'm 12, my team, you know, cause it's never just about me, you know, my team, I believe we're 12 and, and three in the last three Saturday runs, you know, a lot of, a lot of close battles, a lot of close battles. But coaching them still couldn't pull it through, and coach brought in some reinforcements. <clears throat> I am I am forty eight, <clears throat> but that's that's what we talk. He brought in some reinforcements. Remind you, mind you, we bring in, you know, we have some teens, but I still play with our youngins, our 12, 13 year old guys who got a little energy. Our young ladies, coach got two fathers, <laughs> Come on, man. two fathers. You know, uh, one kid that can play a little bit. If we would have came earlier, we could have sent him to the states and played. You know, and then one of our old college guys who's like six, seven from Morocco, they call him the Moroccan Jordan. Come on, man. There he is hyping stuff up. Am, am I lying? Come on, no, come on, don't come on. I what two what two fathers did I have? What, are, what are we one. talking about? Yeah, Ethan, yeah, Colin. I mean not Ethan, Jason, yeah, Colin. Yeah, he had ta- separate times, man. Tala Taha is newly married too, so say congrats, my uh, congrats to him as well. Taha, yeah, you know, but he'll be a dad soon, so he's pretty much a dad too. <laughs> I, and so I don't want to wish it on him yet, but yeah, okay. You see how he quiet. He usually coming here with a lot of that. That's because the L's are real. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying when it counted. <laughs> When it counted, you took those L's. I came through. <laughs> You're only as good as your last game. Those yeah. of you that know hoop, yeah. that's how we go. You close the gym. Uh-huh, Bang. Uh-huh. That's what we did. And you know, you ain't got all 12 of those losses, but you got about eight of them. I'm just saying. You know, you got about eight of my victories. I turned the lights off on that last one. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's, that's Sorry. Yeah, hey. And I'm 48, just so y'all know. No, you still getting to it. 48. Spider web energy. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. We, we still got some years left. Um, it's hot. Yeah. No, it's blazing. Like John Blaze, like, like yo, like, like fire. Like real deal. I hear people, I see people at home talking about man, it's hot. Blah, blah, blah. It's 115. That's 115 degrees. Like 50 degrees Celsius and all that. Like, it's real deal. You guys see, I got the little Cubano tan going. <laughs> That's only me being outside for five <laughs> minutes, though. <laughs> we going in, we going out. You know, we we spending it. Yeah, this cat said I looked Dominican the other day. I was sweating so much. Little Felipe Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the great Felipe Lopez. Um, but man, a basketball playoff, playoffs. A lot of teams some took some L's. As we speak right now, you know, we're recording. What's this? It's a Sunday. 
here and the Hawks are playing the Sixers and the Hawks are spanking that, spanking that. They can't get into it over there. They up like 17 in the third. <laughs> but a lot has transpired. Let's just start with the teams that are home. All right. All right. I want to start with Steph Curry because we've been saying for a few weeks now, even from the very beginning of, of the podcast journey a few months back, that after the season, his was done, that we were going to have an honest conversation. Okay. This is a safe space. Hey, you think this is a safe space? Yeah. <laughs> Ethan, yeah, he look, he hesitates. It's a safe space, right? So we're going to be honest. We're going to be transparent. Um, and we're going to really give a different basketball perspective and view on, on Steph and his game than what most people are around the world giving. Okay. Um, this is not, this is purely basketball based. Steph is a great person. He's a great role model. Appears Family man. To, appears to be a great husband, great father, and all those great things. Um, a joy to be around, it looks like. So this is nothing personal. Like, you, there's no way you can hate that guy, right? He's entertaining. This is all basketball. Coach and I are basketball peers. So we love the game, right? Just love everything about it. But, you know, with that said, you got to always sprinkle in the truth in there to keep the game pure. Right. Right. That that balance, that give and that take. So Steph, all right. And it's it's a lot we can talk about. So let's just let's just reflect on the season. What do you think of the season that he had this year? Individually, he had a great season. Yeah. Individually. I mean outs, outstanding season shooting the ball. Mm-hmm. Um unfortunately it just just shooting the ball wasn't enough to get them over the hump. Um Along with you know Draymond Green and a few more, a few more guys they have on the roster have um, you know championship experience, and he just they came up short. Um, and it's not necessarily Steph's lack of scoring ability, anything like that. It's it's probably a little bit to do with some of the other things that you know he may fall short on. You know, in terms of defense and things like that. But I mean, he can't take anything away from him. The only issue that you and I probably had with most of the mainstream media is that even with the shooting that he, the shooting performance he put on this year, he's not MVP. Mm-hmm. Don't sugarcoat it, OG. I'm serious. Go ahead, go, go ahead and bring it to him. Cause you what know, you mean? let's talk about the roster he had, right? Yeah. The coaching staff that he has. Right. Right. And the perspective people put on him or the place that they say he's the best in the game. Right. He's the best point guard in the game. He's one of the top 10 all time, top five all time. Right. With that in perspective, right? Right. When you when you look at them on paper, considering what they have, um, we know Wiseman went out, that hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about, um, even though Wiggins, we we kind of label him as soft, but he's, mm-hmm. a, he's an 18 to 19 point per game score since his arrival into the league. 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, on the wing. Jamon Green, two-time defensive player of the year, all-star champion, um, heart and soul of the team. And he's their facilitator. Mm-hmm. He's their point guard. Um, you think about Looney and those guys were were solid contributors on a championship team. And they, they have a lot of championship medal, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then you, you mentioned their coaching staff. Coaching staff is um, what I consider. I think they're I think it's A+. Plus. Mm-hmm. You got Steve Kerr, who's very innovative offensively and knows how to keep an uh, even temperament to keep the team 
engaged and keep them together. And then Mike Brown's one of the best defensive coaches in the game. He was a head coach for the Lakers. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you know, Cavs. And Cavs. Cavs to the final. To, to Cavs to the final. And, um, you know, it's a lot of people going to be upset with this, but he was nowhere near being MVP this year. You got you got to win. You got to get the playoffs. They lost to the Lakers, and that loss they had to the Lakers, AD and LeBron were available. So we can see that. We give you a pass on that because those are two special talents, and those guys basically their talents are supersized. Yeah, they got good size, good you know um, length, but. To lose to the Memphis Grizzlies, that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. You got to beat them mm-hmm. because that's John ja Morant, um, a, probably a 60, 70% um, Jaron Jackson. Jackson, and just a, just a bunch of hungry guys. You Dylan, know, Devin okay? Brooks was murdering them. Yeah, you know, and so, you know, you got to get it done. If you're going to be the MVP, you got to get it done against them. Yeah. I'm sorry. And people have done more with less. Right. Right. People bring up uh, Russ and him taking that OKC team to the playoffs. Number one, they were a six seed. Right. And that team had a lot less. Well, a lot less than what you what you got right there. And you talking about just Draymond and the coaching staff and everything there. A lot less. That particular team Russ was on when KD decided to leave. Everybody picked them to fall off the cliff, off the cliff. Everybody. Yeah. Every no one expected them to even make the, the playoffs. Mm. And for Russ to get him in there, and he's not we know. Yeah. He's not he's he's running the point, but he's not a true point guard. Right. You know. Right. So. Exactly. So that leads me to the space where there's no denying Steph Curry's shooting ability. Right. I'm you know, we've talked about it before, but I'm gonna say no debate for me, he's the greatest shooter I've ever seen. Yeah. Right. No problem there. But I look at the game now and we talk about who would you say is the greatest defensive player ever? Greatest defensive player ever. Just off the top. Mm. It's it's tough just because you tell me post perimeter. What what up up top? I probably... um, MJ is tough, but I'm probably going to say Pippen. Pippen, right? And Pippen was still very solid offensively. Yeah, very but solid. Greatest defensive player. Right. But was he ever considered top five ever, top 10 ever, anything like that? No, no. Who was the greatest rebounder ever? Maybe Dennis Robin, we could say. We'll say Robin. Yeah. Will. Robin Wilt, greatest ever at those spaces, right? Right. My argument is is that I believe Steph is the greatest shooter every time, but that's not an argument to place him as one a point guard or two top five, top ten in the game ever. I understand that what he has done has changed basketball, but the I think basketball from entertainment value was changing. Offenses wanted to the NBA wanted a more offensive um, game. Get need those seats to be filled. More entertainment, you know, make the make the court wider, more space, can't touch anybody, all those things, right? I look at the offensive game now like inflation for money. Yeah. The stats and everything is looking good. It's starting to increase each year, but it's not as much value with those that scoring as it was back in the day because the resistance is different, right? right? The, the dollar isn't as valuable now because it's not backed by gold anymore. Right. The same thing with the way this is going. Now, Steph... 
for people to say MVP, right? Steph is not a great facilitator. Steph has, he makes very bonehead plays in the clutch. Turnovers with the ball in his hand, right? We talk about. And why is that? And I think because his handle is not as is not geared like a point guard, like Trey Young. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm going to, that's kind of what I was getting to um, in asking that question. Steph's handle is, um, he's hunting a shot. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, it's a little different than, say, um, Trey Young or Chris Paul, those yeah. guys. They're hunting a play. Mm -hmm. They're hunting the next play for a teammate. And then the process, when they see an opening, mm -hmm. they can get a bucket. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why Steph kind of has those turnovers at the end of the game, because he's, he's stuck between trying to get a bucket and then towards the end of the game when everybody's keying in on him, yeah. there's less space. And so now he's caught between a rock and a hard place trying to get a score and then all of a sudden trying to get off of it. And then it's a turnover, yeah. you know. Because he doesn't have the body type or the athleticism like Dane or even like Ja or any of those guys, right? And if people remember at the beginning of the podcast, we talked about how I would say that the trajectory, just as a better player, that Trey overall would be better than Steph. And people were probably looking at me crazy. But you're now kind of seeing it. The defense is, is unbalanced. They don't know what to do when he comes off that pick and roll because he's always looking for the next pass. Now he has shooters around him too, so he can facilitate because he has the greatest weapon on the court. He can shoot so far. Now with the way Steph shoots, double team or not, he should be able to work through that pick and roll, right? They had Steve Nash on that staff a year or two ago, right? And working around, like he should be better at that. He should be able to facilitate more, but you gotta, he gotta fish screens. You gotta run him off six or seven different ones. His teammates, Wiggins could be even better. Looney could be even better. Right. They could be some Clint Capella types. Right. They can get some of those booby, get some trade balls <laughs> that we talk about. LeBron used to get for, for those guys over there. Like we got to start putting that on him and stop calling him a point guard and just call him what he is. A two, two guard. guard. Like AI. AI was small in stature. Two guard. Like yeah. AI had a killer mentality. Steph's got a killer mentality. Killer. That's killer. Right. You know, so yeah. and I, I think that's probably why. Me personally, that's why that's probably why I look at him in a different light when, when people talk about he's one of the top five point guards of all time. If you want to throw him in there as one of the top shooting guards of all time, because he can shoot that thing, then I'm I'm okay with you putting him in there. Mm -hmm. But in terms of point guards, it's that's a little tough. Yeah. You know? Cause he doesn't make anybody better. Right. It's a difference between making your teammate better and then garnering a bunch of attention so that they get open shots. Right. That's different. You might be getting them an open shot on the wing, but now they still got to create for themselves still. Right. Trey Young and James Harden made Clint Capella better. James Wall, James John Wall, I'm sorry. I'm tripping. <laughs> John Wall made Gortat the number one pick and roll big in the league at one point. Where's Gortat at now? Right. Made people better. Serbia. Right. Right. Like and that's why I was like, oh, man, James Wiseman going to 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 Golden State. That's going to be tough. Yeah. If Steph was a better pick and roll point guard, decision maker, ball handler in that aspect. Now they're talking about putting him up for trade, potentially. What? Steph? James Wiseman. Oh, James, oh no, that's ridiculous. Right. But that, but you think about it, they're betting, they're doubling down on Steph and Clay. Neither one of them are pick and roll guys. They don't have anybody that can manage that. That's not the way the offense goes. They need somebody else to fit that. But let's call it a spade a spade. 
Steph is great. Steph is one of the greatest ever, right? But the game kind of took a transition that was perfect timing for him, right? And he's a two guard. He's two guard. You got to get him off the ball, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and let him go get those things. Yeah, I mean, he's been that way since Davidson. Since since then. And that's, and that's cool because that's what you do better than a lot of people that ever picked up the ball or ever will. But let's keep it a buck. Right. He's not MVP this year. And I saw Draymond say, if you love basketball, then Steph is definitely, no. That's it's the good, joker. Yeah. That's good. That's good, Draymond. Advocating for your teammate. That's great. You're supposed to do that, but you joke. don't want to get traded. Yeah. <laughs> Joker's the MVP. Like, MVP, man. MVP. Like, it's not even close. He was there. He, he does not play with another all-star, right? He doesn't play with you, Draymond. He doesn't do any of that. And he averaged 26-11-3. They just got out of the first round, too, as well. And they starting two guard isn't playing either with Will Barton. Yeah. Let's just say this, man. When was the last time a big guy won the MVP? Man, was it Shaq? Yeah, that was Shaq. What year was that? Yeah. Ethan. That was like 02, maybe. So, so that's how the game is transitioned. Mm -hmm. For Joker to get MVP and deserve it yeah. as a dependent ball player, meaning someone's got to bring the ball to him. And Murray went down and Will Barton is out. Yep. And for him to keep the pace. Yep. Monster. You got to give it to him. Yep. Got to yep. give it to him. Big time, man. Matter of fact. Go cash that out, Joe, because I was going with him big. It was a big man's year, regardless of how that goes. Um, we're all good, E. We got that. Oh, yeah. By the time you find it, we'll be on the next <laughs> episode. So. But, but also to say, we don't want the point guard position to die out like Biggs did. Right. Everybody wants a guard that can score. And that's understandable. Right. Because now the defense is every game is more athletic and everything. So you want to keep the defense at a balance. Right. It's tough. Not to, it's tough if your point guard isn't a scoring threat of some kind. But please let them know, like, there's a difference between Chris Paul, Trey Young, um, Rondo, John Morant, John Wall, and not even say Harden, then Kyrie Irving. Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, um, and then I'll put Damian Lillard in between. He's really a combo between. He's been carrying us. Yeah, he's had to. When he first got into the league, he was a point guard. Yeah. But the way Portland has kind of left him naked without any any um, dynamic wings, he's had to take on more of a scoring load. You know, and him and CJ being two small guys in the backcourt. Yeah. You know, you kind of got to just say, like, sometimes I got to mm – -hmm get away from my point guard duties and, and get a bucket, you know, and same thing with Westbrook, you know, um, but <clears throat> the, the reason the point guard position now is ne needed so much to score is because the bigs don't score as much. Right. Yeah. You don't throw it on the block. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. But it's a difference. So when, we, when we're training and we're doing all those other different things, don't lose the art of facilitating and making sure that your head guy that the top of that snake understands everybody's role, the places, and they're talking and thinking ahead of this place because it's needed. You need that general, as we always say. Shout out to Bebe. We always need that general on the court to, to dictate pace and see things before they happen. So that's a big difference there. Um, but, you know, I got to, humbly speaking, you know, if I dish it, I got to be able to take it and got to stand on it. Lakeshaw. You know, I picked us to repeat. You know, they let me down. Injury, injury bug got around, but I still don't think even with that, outside of the 
regular season. Um, if we hadn't gotten hurt in the regular season, we'd probably been good. But we're out of there. <laughs> we're out of there. You, you should know. trade LeBron, man. Like y'all should serious. Y'all should trade him as soon as the season is over. Why are you doing this? I'm serious, man. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Brian said he's going to go play with his Toon squad against the Goon squad. <laughs> <laughs> he's not playing the Olympics. But what what, what changes y'all gonna make, man? Listen, first and foremost, let me get a hand clap. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder, thank you for not signing that $84 million contract offer. I appreciate it. As a loyal Laker fan, um, if, if this goes virals and people know, I've been a Laker, I've been bleeding purple and gold. And when they off, when we offered you that 84 mil, I, my stomach started to turn. You know, I was getting smushed Parker vibes. You know oh, no, don't do him dirty like that now. Don't do him dirty. I mean, at least Smush came up big in a couple of games. I remember a few of those where he was like, whoa, Smush hit that. But let me say this. You have always said that Dennis Schroeder was a great backup point guard. I did. And I, I we talk about um, the one thing about being a professional, especially a professional athlete, you start to realize that even though I've been great all my life against the other competition, when I'm playing against the 400 greatest in the world, what keeps me around is me understanding what I'm special at, right? Like understanding my niche and being great in that space. As soon as I come out of that, I start to show all my weaknesses and I'm not useful anymore. Right. So as soon as you said you wanted to be a starter, just like you did in Atlanta, right? Just like you did here because you had some success in the space that you were best in, we get a zero-point performance in a game six, you know, I still a, got a lackluster he, performance. He pulled up the total. stats from game six. I don't believe he had zero. Points. He had a couple zero pieces in there. Because nah, he had like 20, he had like a couple nights where he had like 20 plus. That was game. when AD was playing. Look, 20, oh my goodness. He had 20, well, he had 20 points in the last game we lost. And he had zero the night before that and eight before that. This is somebody who says he wants to be a starting point guard in Tinseltown in LA. Magic just came out and said he's not, a, I don't think he's a Laker. Take it how you want it, but that's a fact. That's a fact. You got to show up when you wear that purple and gold. We should have still had Quinn Cook. Quinn should have still been playing, like, for sure. I'm not giving up on your shoulder, he, a.k.a. Hey, Gumby. Look, he lost that 84 mil, though. That's another one of those Nerlens Noel's moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not coming back <laughs> anytime soon. 84 M's, you were going to get that whether you played well or not in the playoffs. But you said no because you weren't 100. Now you might get 50. Yeah. But you saved us. So maybe we can get, you know, get a couple shooters come in. Marcus all your time is up. Um, I think that, uh, oh, let me, see. moment of silence. Kuzma. <laughs> it's a rap champ. You know, it's a wrap. Um, I, I see a lot of people talking about, oh, they shouldn't have traded B.I. and Lonzo and all those other thing, things. Now, what we're seeing from Lonzo and B.I. is a result of that trade. They would not have been able to ascend that same way if they were still stuck in L.A. and had to play on LeBron. That was the best thing for their career. So we didn't do anything wrong by trading them to get A.D. because we did get a championship out of that. But what we do know... Is Kuz, Kuz is what Kuz is. 
and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Kuz gets any better. I think he I think he reached his maximum point. Like we don't know exactly what he's good at. He hasn't really figured that out. Don't rebound well. Don't he's not a consistent scorer. Not very good on defense. You know, mm. I think it's time for him to go to the Wizards mm. or, or Sacktown. But I think he's out. I think we keep Schroeder though. I think we keep him for less and we'll bring somebody else in as well. Marcus Saw. You know, I love you, pal, but Mark, you gotta hit the road, Jack. Can't come in out of shape, man. As a not, man. Not for not for a contender. You know, not a ready-made contender. You're supposed to come in and push them over, push them over the top. You gotta be in shape. Um, the other big fella too. Um Dr- Drummond. Drummond. I'm sorry, you gotta be in shape, man. Yeah. I think we're gonna keep Drummond though, because he's so young. Um and he and like I like you said, he 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 was out of shape, but I don't he's never played winning basketball before. Uh, even been around winning basketball. Like I've heard some stories. He won't he won't ready. Well, that's my point. But like, the, he, the, he don't even know how to get ready. Right, but that's why you, you know, whoever's making the dis- personnel decisions, you gotta keep either Dwight Howard or JaVel McGee JaVale. as 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 a safety net. I'm sorry. Yeah. That both, was, both of them balled out last year. That was the one that I was upset about losing JaVel. Because JaVel is a championship caliber guy now. He's been there. A few times now. More importantly, he knows his role. Knows it, and he plays it well. He's athletic and got full. Of, he's full of energy. Yeah. What well, we needed this whole series. Yeah. Um, of course, we keep Caruso and Tht um, Wesley Matthews. I don't know what the that uh, contract is like, but yeah, you can go, champ. I, I've been I've been advocating for KCP to get about it there for about four years. Come <laughs> on, oh, man. Yeah. You can't keep the only Laker that wear ankle braces. That's the problem. He should have been gone. You know, I just think it's time for a change all around. Um, I don't know what comes in. Uh, Frank Vogel, I think that you stole a year because we won a chip. And I, I think I thank you for that because, you know, Laker Nation was deprived for a while. Um, but you are up there with Terry Stotts with me for lack of adjustments or just messing up the rotation. You told me this last year he was messing up the rotation terribly, but we had a lot of vets. Yeah. Like, why? Everybody said it. Everybody's going to hear it. Why was Montrez Harold not playing? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. The only time, the only time Trez should not play that much is against Joker, Embiid, and um, pretty much that's it. You know, those are like the two prominent bigs in the league because he's not a traditional big, mm-hmm. but everybody else, especially the Suns team that's running around like crazy. He's got to be in there because they need the energy. Man, like there's nobody in the league that wouldn't want Trez on on their roster. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Especially a championship contending team like six man of the year. You went across the hall from the Clips to get him and you sat him. We couldn't make any plays offensively. You didn't play THT. Yeah. It's, it, you know, the I guess the part that's probably more frustrating to Trez than us for sure is that all year he produced. All year he produced, you know, and you 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 can't you got to play him. And then you talk about THT, THT, Caruso, KCP, Kuzma, Wesley Matthews. That's five guys that should have been a steady defensive diet for Devin Booker because he's a young stud. So you got to give him different looks at all times. You got to keep fresh bodies on him because he was doing whatever he wanted to he, out there. He torched us. So like. <clears throat> One of the things, you know how it is when when Ice retired, right? 
when MJ retired, you trying to figure out who's going to be your favorite player, right? Because I'm a, I'm a, you know, Kobe until until I die. Like that's my guy forever. So, but I, but since he retired, I'm like, I, I need to get back into that space as one dude. I can. I'm I'm always betting with Kobe, right? It's a couple guys in the league like that. Um, originally talking about Indiana Pacers days, I had I was like, you know, Paul George might can be that guy. You know, nah, it ain't it. I love Jason Tatum, but he wear he wear that green color, so that ain't happening. But for me, John Morant, you know that's my guy. Dane, KD, of course, right? But Devin Booker, man, like I'm I, Dame, D Book, and John might have a unif a jersey coming soon. Like D Book murdered us <laughs> and he was talking different like the little Smokey Robinson looking kid was out there <laughs> a young Smokey was out there torching us like flaming I was upset but happy at the same time because we got to see him grow like that I'm, I'm happy for him and CP3 man mm. and Monty yeah. they deserve it they deserve it yeah but you know how that goes um, but yeah I, I think Lakers need to clean you know clean it up Front office needs to make some changes too. There need to be some new voices in there. <sighs> yeah, you'll be back. Let's talk about AD though. Street clothes. <laughs> that might, that may have been one of the funniest Barkley quotes I've heard in a long time. Oh man. Hmm. What do you, what do you what do you think long term? I, I don't know, man. I mean, what? Yeah, what's what's your hunch? It, it's not looking good. I think he'll come back strong next year, just because everybody's talking about him. But I think he'll go back into his normal, um, mild mannered, soft disposition. Because hold on, hold on. <laughs> You called him a beta male. <laughs> <laughs> well, he not he not an alpha male. Call him a beta. <laughs> He's very talented, man. Why? Why? Why men can't be you know soft spoken? He's from Chicago, man. It's not playing with him. Man, there's different parts of Chicago. You know that. You know what I'm saying? Let Drake some water, man. You sound like uh, Oscar the Grouch. I, I know, man. You know all that yelling with the kids the other day. Yeah. You know, we in season, man. You know how it is. I always lose my voice. I just don't, honestly, I don't know what to expect from him. If I think if he played a little tougher and he stuck to a, a winning formula for him, which is being in and around the paint, short corner, baseline, elbow area, I think he's unstoppable. Him, him sitting up, setting up shop on the three-point line, that's not going to help anybody because he's not a prolific three-point shooter. You you remember, and you know we always got receipts. I said at the before playoffs started that I was only watching one player. Eighty. Yep. And I, I, I said that because Bron is going to be thirty-seven next year, <laughs> right? Um, you know, as a Laker guy, we we pick our stars strategically so AD is there in a sense to pass the torch it's supposed to be him taking us into the next five to eight right he's supposed to be in that space 
I didn't know if he had the temperament to handle that. Those that first game against um, Phoenix, we got smoked. And the whole time I was watching, talking to my boys, and we're like, "Why is he shooting fadeaways the whole time? Like, what's going on? Why are you just relying on that early when you got so much game, right?" So, second those next two games. I believe he shot, let's say free throws. He shot 24 free throws. He shot 16 and he shot 22 in three games, right? Three separate occasions. Um, hold on, go back, E, go back up top. Right where you were at last time. Yeah, stay there. Yeah. So right there, leave it there, right? So he had those games where he was shooting those wins we had, he shot 22 free throws and 15. And then the, the first loss we had, he shot 16. Right. At the free throw line. You're living at the foul line, kid. Right. That's it. And so the next game you come in, you're shooting threes. <laughs> first five, six shots is threes in, in mid-range, and now we're in a, in a place. I'm just thinking, like, people always talk about a killer instinct and Bron don't have it or whatever else don't have it. But man, AD, you you missing out on something too, champ. I don't know what it is, but you're not giving yourself an opportunity to be a sustainable star like that. Top five talent, everybody says that. Right. But I'm not giving him that no more. Why are we calling him a top five talent? We say top five play or top five talent. Yes, that is there. You say but, top five talent potentially. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not picking him over Giannis or Embiid. Or Joker, KD still here, and it's looking like he got time. Or Harden, or Dame, or Bradley Bill. Right, it's a lot of people, and part of that is just because of consistency. Like I know people going to show up to games. Bradley Bill was in that space, and he he came out of it, so maybe he did well. I don't know. You always said he grew too fast. <laughs> I don't know. I want AD to be great though. Like. It just sitting here watching, like, yo, what do you got? What you gonna do, man? Like, how does yeah, it work? What, what is that old saying we used to say? Don't let him off the hook. You you just can't be that talented and and have somebody inferior guarding you and let him off the hook by shooting fadeaway threes. You just can't do it. You know, once you start rocking and you're feeling it, then you can put those up because you're gonna knock those down. But when you start the game off that way and you not knock them down, you don't keep shooting them, man. You put your head down and get to the basket. You go to the basket, you get um, you post up a little bit because he's got he's got a hella moves down there. Got game, but he got G. Like we're gonna figure it out. AD again, I'm watching you. I don't know, Bron gonna be Bron, whatever he gonna do. But AD, we watching you coming in the next season. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's time. If how old is LeBron gonna be? Thirty seven next year. Somebody gotta take the torch. Gotta I'm, take it. Man. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> they gotta take it. Like I'm not even gonna expect Bron to do. And the game just look different now too. Bron looking old a little bit. <laughs> them young dudes making us feel like man. Like Bron can't make the moves these youngers is making no more. No. This is this is the moment too to where I'm like. Brought out in the first round. Lakers not in it. Heat not in it. Spurs not in it. This is the pendulum switch. The league is shifting. Yeah. And you talk about just looking at the game and how it's being played. Right. Braun game looked very different 
from all these up and coming stars, Jason Tatum, whatever. He don't want to get caught on the island with none of them at this point in his career. He's still Bron, but it's a different space. Oh, no, it's different. It's different. I, trust me, anybody that's an old ball, <laughs> we know it's different. You know, it's different. Except, we, except you know, we don't play pickup and be a young stud and have people double teaming the old guy. <laughs> um, just so y'all well, know. cut it out, man. Thank but you, man. but yeah, my leg show out. So that's enough of that, man. That hurt my feelings. But what we did get from this playoff run was the young stars, as we just talked about. Um, John Morant, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell, and then Trey Young. Donovan Mitchell. Oh, oh man, no disrespect. We almost forgot about Luca. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. You cannot mention the... I'd be th- feeling like Luca old, though. That's yeah, no, because he got an old man's game. Yeah, he's been playing pro since he was seven. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the league is in great hand. Yeah. Right now, the teams left in the playoffs, none of them has been at least a decade since one of them have won, or they have never won before. So the league is in, in great hands, but let's start. And, and Julius Randle, too. I put him in that space because he did have to carry a team. He's not quite the caliber of player, those guys. But Jason Tatum, let's start with the guys that are already home. Um, say up top, champ. You don't got to scroll down. Jason Tatum, Woo-hoo. 50 pieces. Just making sure you steal one from the Nets. <laughs> Bad dude, King. Bad, Bad dude. But what you saying? We gotta see him. We know he can score the ball. I need to see him do that other stuff though. Like what? He he rebound. I gotta see him balling up a little bit better. Yeah, because you know he between him and Jalen Brown, that's that reminds me of kind of like a a Pippen Jordan type perimeter right there. See the one thing that that I get and I see when I look at um, Tatum and Brown is I see T-Mac and Vince Carter. That's my problem. So I, I feel like, and for the young guys that don't know, T-Mac, who is also Vince Carter's cousin, when he first got into the league, he was a Raptor. And he played alongside his cousin, Vince Carter. This was prime time, like prime half man, half amazing Vince Carter. He played with him in Toronto. And uh, T-Mac didn't blossom into the superstar that he is until he got to, I believe it was Orlando, and he got out of there. So I, I think it's in that same space. They're both like 22, 23, 21, and people are saying they can't coexist together because somebody got to be alpha, somebody got to be Superman, somebody got to be Robin. No, I, 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 I beg to differ. They both have had moments where they both have been dominant. I just think the structure of the team was different, you know, because – Kim was not really a, a one, mm. more of a two, but they both can. What I'm saying is that I've seen both of them score the ball. Right. I've seen Jalen Brown strap up. Yeah, we know that. We know. But if that. if Tatum straps up too, it's a lock on the perimeter. You, whoever your two and three is, they're in for a long night. Yeah. You know I mean, saying? but to his defense, he got Brown and Marcus Smart, right? Any other part of the league where you're gonna have. You know, three guards there, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, you pick it up. Because yeah, Donovan Mitchell had to do that. That was Shaq and Kenny Smith thing when they told Donovan, "All you're doing right now is scoring points." And now you see he doing he's he's, he's diming, he's playing defense, and now Utah's number one because he's affected the game in more than one way. 
Well, I get what you're saying. Right. Yeah, because Tatum is what? Yeah, he come on, man. Yeah. He's got he's got way more ability. It's almost like when when KD went to Golden State, it's like his game came into full blossom. That's he can you know what I mean? Yeah. He can do everything. Yeah. And, and he started to do it well every True. night. You know. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying he's he's box office. I'm saying, but there's more that he can do. For sure. But, you know, they got a new coach coming in. You know, Brad Stevens took the, I don't, I think it's a lateral move. I don't know how you say, but he's a president. Um, he, Danny Ainge retired. And we, Danny Ainge is a wild boy yes. in his last couple of years. But this may play out where they don't find the coach that fits. And Brad has both jobs. You think so? He might. Doc did it for a minute. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, Brad ain't Doc. Yeah, but hey. it's kind of interesting that he got this position this way when everybody thought he would either be fired or I guess he essentially was still fired to give him a new job. You know how they do white coaches? Mm-hmm. <laughs> either part ways yeah. or you fire him, put him in a new position. Who would be the perfect coach for that? You trying to apply? <laughs> I'd like to be that. Sure. <laughs> Just bring me I on. might be I might be a little too raw for some of them. Yeah, like, right. Yo, do what you do. You know what I'm saying? You know they you know they said KP said call Sam Kissel. Mm. I'm. We're on. We're on camera. We're going to be shooting and sending this out. So be mindful of what you say. For sure. <laughs> but I'm. I'm going to just say, if I'm looking for a coach for the Celtics, I'm probably looking at Mark Jackson first. Everybody keep. Everybody all have been saying that for the last eight years or so. I don't think Mark getting out the booth, man. No, I didn't say he was. I'm. I'm going for him because he's a guy that can bring those those guys together. They're not going to do that, though. Mark coming with some other stuff. Yeah. Sam can sell. What's wrong with Sam? Sam can give you that same type of... Matter of fact, Sam can be that in this next era's Mark Jackson. But here's the... They're in a space where whoever they bring in is going to have high expectations on them. And I don't Talk know... If, chills in this one. I don't know if Sam is, is that guy in their minds right now. Um... Why not though? I mean, we give Steve Clifford, Budenholzer, and all that. They they get jobs where they was where the jobs were ready. Luke to go. Walton, they he he wasn't ready to go. They have Jalen Brown and um, Jason Tatum and Kimball Walker. Man, Luke Walton became a Laker coach with no experience. Steve Nash, I didn't say that. I'm saying they didn't come in with a loaded squad. Steve like Nash. Steve Nash, we all shook our heads on that. <laughs> I'm saying, but I'm if, saying, but you you bringing up Luke Walton, Jason you know I mean? Kidd, when he went to the Knicks, they had Melo and all of them there. If I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah. I'm saying, why Sam can't get that shot? That should be more guy. You know what I'm saying? Little, y'all had the bump up there. Y'all played together. Listen, you know, I never played with Sam against them. I never played. Against oh, Sam. Uh, yeah. I'm just being. But I'm just saying, you think about a guy transitioning to be the head coach. Because he's been an assistant under, now, name how many other coaches can get championship experience as a head assistant, and he's coached stars, clean spaces, and I, a respected voice. I'm not saying that, because Tyron Lue did the same thing, but Tyron Lue got a shot. I'm saying that there must be a disconnect somewhere in terms of relaying messages to the players. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you think it's going to be a disconnect between Sam and the young guy? I feel like they would be more connected. And you know how you talked about the difference in conversation with a player and a coach that, you know. Not every about. player, though. Uh, Magic Johnson was a coach. And it, Magic, lasted, it, Ma- it lasted like 10 days. That's because Magic bought his money. I'm just saying. 
So, you like, you know, Sam, I want to see you win, baby. It, it would it would be nice to see him get this job, <laughs> but let's see you win. Yeah. All right. Um, and then we got John Morant, the young killer there. I mean, Ja, I think it, that underdog story is different because people still try to put Zion Williamson above him. They get all these other different things from the time he was drafted. Drafted. I mean, he was on the same AAU team as Zion Williamson and all of those mixtapes, and he still didn't get a Power 5 offer. Don't know what that was, right? When he was drafted, people were saying that uh, it's a rebuilding year. They won't be in the playoffs in the next four or five years. Immediately, they're contending for the playoffs in the West. <laughs> it's just different over there. I'm not even going to ask what Ja needs to do because Ja has proven it. What does Memphis need to do? They got to get him. They got to get him one or two solid vets mm. because they had moments where they just had mental breakdowns from being so young. Right. That, I mean, that's that's it. They just need right. a couple solid vets that know their roles, don't mind rolling with the young guys and just enjoying the ride. Yeah. Seeing how far it could go. Mm-hmm. That's all they need. You know, just to be a locker room presence, a steady hand on the floor. Um, you know, and and just echo some of the things that the coach is saying outside the huddle. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm I'm going with them taking um, an Atlanta Hawks approach. You see what Atlanta has done surrounding Trey Young with weapons to space the floor, right? Now he doesn't shoot it as well as Trey, but if you dare him, he'll hurt you. That's what he did against Golden State. That's how they got there. And he he did it against the Jazz. He was killing them. Now, if you put him with a Gallinari in this corner, a Bogdanovich over here, a DeAndre Hunter over here, or J.J. Raddick, or a couple of those on the court with Jaron Jackson, with Big Valanciunas who sets great screens and finishes well around the rim, right? with Kyle Anderson who's going to be a good facilitator too, and it's just Memphis is tough and is gritty, watch out. Watch out. So that's another one of the front office things that they got to get together. Right. Get get to work, figure out what you can do, and get Josh some pieces. Because you know the time is now. You know, the Knicks. That's your squad, right? Oh, no, I, never <laughs> I did like the you know Patrick Ewing days stuff, but I've never been a, a Knicks fan. I am happy to see that MSG is rocking again. Man, it's at, I think the I think the world is happy to see that. Um, but they, they're catching a lot of flack right now, especially Julius Randle because they fell short. But what do we expect? Man, they overachieved to me. Woo. They did more than that. Like shout out to World Wide West, Leon Rose, Julius, Tom Thibodeau. You know those guys. Derrick Rose. Yeah, D Rose. Man, D Rose. Like I love that that recreation. Because you said it's not a resurrection. He said, I didn't resurrect my game. I just recreated it. I loved how you did that. That was that was a that was masterful, right? How you really just completely change your game altogether and still effective, right? Big time. It's interesting though, from a coach's point of view, view, I'm sorry. Julius Randle in the playoffs, right? And in the regular season, he averaged 36 against Atlanta, mm. right? I think he might have averaged like 14 this series or something like that. 
And people are going to look at him and be like, ah, you choked or whatever else who don't really understand basketball. But let them know what that really was. Schemes, game planning, regular season, one-on-one matchups. Very few coaches, especially in today's NBA, are going to show their hand during the regular season. They're going to play, play you straight up. They give you some mixed coverages sometimes, but they're going to play you straight up just to see how it plays out. Um, and, you know, but once you get in that seven-game series, there's no holding back, and you're going you're gonna to take away a lot of, you know, a lot of the things that you want to do. And they, you know, that, um, you know, the play where, you know, Julius is getting guys and backing them down from the elbow, and they take that away coming from the weak side, coming from his blind side, rather, and forcing him into, um, you know, going to his right a little bit more and making – um, not decisions to score the ball, but to facilitate the ball to the open guy. Yeah. And um, it, it threw him off, you know, and, and that just as much as it's his fault because he does need to work on that aspect of his game a little bit. Tibbs has got to make the adjustment a little bit too. And his teammates got to help a little bit more too. So it was, you know, but again, this, they overachieved. Mm-hmm. Not one person out there should say anything negative about the Knicks. Not one. Man, they got a good future, yeah. for sure. Better than they were. Let's just say that. Absolutely. And, you know, you always talk about players, and Shaq says it all the time, too. When you get to the playoffs, your game got to increase. Your points per game, your rebounds per game, everything got to increase, especially as a star player. But typically, you're talking about those, those role players that had to do better for the Knicks. They shot worse because now those closeouts are harder, right? Everybody is getting to those spots better. They're really calling out plays. The game plan is different. So your three-point percentage is going down, especially if you're not a pure three-point shooter. Right. Right. It's different between um, J.J. Redick um, and who else we say? Uh, Joe Harris. Yeah. Then it is somebody that's streaky like Austin Rivers. Right. Right. Like, you know, whenever this ball touches Joe Harris' hands, you're like, ah, man. Yeah. yeah. Did you get there in time? Even if, even though the the closeouts are much harder in the playoffs. Like, people are like making sure they get that left hand high to get there so you don't have space. You got to get it off quicker. So now you see that. So now it's like, okay, what does New York need? Hey, Lonzo. Mm. Mm. He is shooting better. And he's space is better. And what was the first thing you said? Facilitate. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking a, a facilitator like that to get Mitchell Robinson back healthy. And then you put a couple of shooters around them, maybe one or two. And, and and just overall from the experience they gather this year, they'll be better next year. Yes. Just just because, you know, they'll be a little more comfortable come playoff time. And they still got vets too, that Todd Gibson and D. Rose. Yeah. Like now, now expectations will be higher next mm-hmm. year. Uh, we we'll see how they have to deal with that, but um, I think they'll they'll be better for sure. Yeah. And that scouting report gonna be different. Ain't no more catching nobody off guard. Right, right. We're right. gonna be ready. And and it's MSG. So every time somebody steps foot in there, like a star, like Trey Young or whatever, they're trying to put on a show. Right. Because of spike. <laughs> so y'all got to be ready for that fire. Um, but shout out to the Knicks for a great season. Go back up there. Who am I missing on the Young Bucks? Um, so. Trey and Luca. I think Luca is self-explanatory. Like future MVP of the league, 
I usually hate saying stuff or hearing people say that, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Luca's amongst that. Like he's he's torching the Clippers, like having his way with them. Right. And I don't want to hear anything about Kawhi being clutch because it is one game. <laughs> Everybody, as soon as he starts out his one game, either getting 40 piece for the last six, he all of a sudden clutching one of the top three players in the league. No, he's not. Cut it out. You know. <laughs> But Trey Young, man. You remember on draft day, Trey was traded for Luka. Everybody was like, ah, Atlanta's never going to get any good deal out of that. Yeah. <clears throat> Those are people that didn't really watch him in college and and studied the game. They had no idea. You know, you, you turn on the tube, you see Oklahoma playing. You're like, okay. This kid that everybody's talking about, he's okay. Ain't nothing special. He slight of frame, crazy hair, shooting shooting the ball from half court, you know, just running up and down. You know, no one really understood that he is Steph Curry like. He's Steph Curry like, except but more in the point guard mold. And um, what we thought he would do, he's doing it, and um, he easily is the point guard of the next five, six years. Put up, uh, as we're recording right now, they're playing. Let me see what that stats are they're playing. They're up 107-93 in the fourth at Philly, right? Philly, I think, is a one or two seed. What's what's his box score looking like, champ? Does that say 31? 31 and how many assists? 31 and eight assists? Yeah. 31 and 8 in the in, in the fourth quarter. But see, here's here's the real story of of how he's developed. One turnover. Mm. One turnover. Nine yeah. for 20 shooting. That's you know, and he's having a he's not really having a great three-point shooting night, but he's still contributing in a dominant fashion. Yeah. You know, but one turnover. That's that's big time because he got the ball in his hands. And John Collins, I'm glad you were quiet. <laughs> I'm glad you recanted and re relaxed on what you said about Trey having too much control over the offense because it's going to get you paid. Yeah. So relax. Yeah. And you're eating. And you plus him. And you got Kevin Horcher. And you got Bogdan. And got Anari hitting shots. And uh, um, Capella. It's looking tough over there now. You know. And B is is killing it. It's twenty eight, and so. But you know what the biggest issue is always going to be is what are you going to get from Ben Simmons? And is Danny Green going to have an off night one night? And is Seth Curry going to come through or not? Like, yeah, the well, Hawks looking like they want to go Eastern Conference Finals, big dog. I know, I know. More important, I mean, I think Seth and Danny Green will do what they do, and if if they're getting those kickouts, but. Ben Simmons, he's got to either if he's not going to shoot the ball and space the floor, he's got to be hella aggressive downhill. Uh, he's got to. Like, like, what type of player is Ben Simmons? Because I've I've heard so much of that. If he had a jump shot, he'd be MVP caliber player. Blah blah blah. But that's never going to be his game. Ben Ben Simmons is who he is. He's not going to be a scorer, but yeah. you're an all star though. Like, yeah, for sure. You, Sean Marion, 
But Sean Marion hit the tray ball. Sean Marion was huge, though. Yeah, yeah, hit that's it. That's how we. That's how we all realized. Look at the tough shot, you know, from the, from the corner. But like, so what do we do? They give him his LeBron comparisons and all those other things, but he yeah, doesn't score. He don't shoot as well as LeBron. Yeah, that's right. not you know. Like, what does Doc do with him? Is he a is he a is he a blockbuster trade piece in the summer that we are thinking about mm. for Dame? Mm. <laughs> I'm just I'm just throwing that, something out. You heard it here first on Bridging the Gap podcast. Uh, <laughs> ben Simmons for for Damian Lillard. Uh, yeah, I do that one quick. <laughs> what? Yeah. Who else you want? <laughs> mm. yeah. But you know. Cause you put you put Dane with Embiid and, and Harris, and he still got Doc as the head coach. That'd be nice, man. That'd be nice for sure. And Dame is a East Coast player. Yeah, He's gritty. Yeah, you know he hard, and he can rap in Philly too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can get his bars off, but oh, man. but man, but yeah, Trey, you're killing it, man. We love the young stars. Donovan Mitchell came back ready to go on fire. Um, we love that for sure. Go back to the topic list because there's one space. Oh, the coaches. Mm. Okay. So Steve Clifford parted ways, mutually agreed to part ways in Orlando. Whatever that nonsense is. Mm. He got fired. He sucked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You firing Alvin Gentry and, and Lloyd Pierce and all those guys. And they don't get a, a severance pay and everything else to get out the door. They just get kicked out. Um, but Terry Stott. I, we talked about this earlier. We talked about this a few times. Right. We always say that, Dame, you got to get out of there. You know, y'all seen the Get Out movie. You know, that T, no, champ, don't look at the cup. <laughs> get out of there. But Terry Stotts, I told you I didn't think he was the right coach because I didn't think he was solid enough for adjustment. Yeah. Um, but You know, my defense was that he had run his course there. Yeah. Because there were other years where he did a fantastic job and everybody acknowledged that. Mm -hmm. But listen, I'll tell you this. This for anybody out there <clears throat> not really understanding <clears throat> kind of what we're talking about. If you coach shorthanded multiple years, you get to the point where you get, you get set in your ways and you become stubborn and you you only believe in certain guys. Mm -hmm. That's why Dame gave Stott so much love because he said he allowed me to be me. Because let's, we know some of those conversations before practice, after practice, as they're walking out from a timeout over dinner or whatever, he's saying, yo, you got to get it. You know what I'm saying? If it ain't you. So I can keep my job. If it ain't you, it's, it's, it's CJ. Hey, listen, don't forget, we got Melo in the corner. That's what he's saying because the front office hasn't necessarily, you know, left him with a full cover. And he's been, they've been getting bounced, but they've always been in the fight. Yeah. And so that's, but, you know, when you've been somewhere nine years, you just run your course. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he is an NBA coach. Yeah. You know I mean, what I, mean? I would love to see him in New Orleans or even Orlando or whatever else, because yeah. a different space. Just, but. He just ran his course. You know, if this had been, had he been fired, say, year six, you said, the whole coaching community be up, they'd be up in arms. But you did nine years. Yeah, you That's, did 500 wins. You did a good bid. That's yeah. nine years. Who gets that? Yeah. You know, so <clears throat> it is, you know, it is what it is. That brings us to the point, though. Dave said immediately, you know, he quoted my man, um, Nipsey. He said, how long, man? Yeah. Until, 
you know, the opportunity meets, right? Like, I've been preparing forever. Like, what's what's going to happen? That's how I feel right now after the news we heard today. Listen, you know, <laughs> I'm, life is tough. Life is not tough, but, you know, the battles are battles. But it then came out the day after and was like, look, I want Jason Kidd. And then as we were walking into the podcast studio, Jay Kidd said, nah, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> JK said Portland is a great organization, but no. You know what that means to me? The Lakers announced Jason Kidd as the new head coach. <laughs> sure. That's what I hear. It's like, nah, Dave, I'm not coming, but I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough to take one, take over that roster. And move to Portland if you've already been a head coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're already the head coach of the Knicks. Yeah. And then the next time you were the Bucks coach with Giannis. Yeah. Right? So it's a different space. But I also think, I see that's a signal saying, nah, that front office ain't for me. Yeah. Because you let go of Gary Trent. You signed Derek uh, Jones to a big, like, 18 mil or something. You don't even play him. Norman Powell's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. You traded for him to let go. Like... What's gonna happen? Right. Like what do what do that front office needs a, a spring cleaning? Right. And then I'm here saying it now. CJ got to get traded if they want to keep Dame. If they want to keep Dame, CJ got to go. Right. Not because CJ's not great. CJ, you are great, but Stephen A. said it. You you said it. You guys are too short back there. You got to have some type of balance. Like, CJ, you are great. Like, I mean, there are a bunch of other teams at Lakers. We we could use your services. <laughs> like, there are a bunch of people that can use your service. But right. but, but then they got to make another big implosion. They got to make a change. Right. Yeah. And Melo's a free agent, too. So we're going to keep an eye on it. And that. it's time. It's time. We, we've been we've been watching the same, the same movie for a while now. It, yeah. So. They've been, they've been coming up short. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can try out for that Portland joint too. Scroll over. All right. Now, just quickly, we'll get into KD. Okay. Now, KD had missed 556 days of basketball and all these other different type of things. You know, he's averaging 34 in the playoffs right now. Remember we had that talk and I was like, look, I don't think he's going to miss a step when he comes back. And he's like, ah, that injury though. And he's wiry and all these things. That's a bad man. Yeah. Well, I you know my thing was how are they going to play him? Remember, remember I said, minutes. Cause remember I said, he's not going to come in and take it easy. He's going to go at you. Mm-hmm. And so they had to remember he came out flaming and he tweaked something. Then they had, to, they had to slow it down. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But if, if they weren't listening to that, they'd be in trouble. He, they could be in trouble, but they listen and he is what he is. We know what he's a bucket for, man. I don't think there's anybody that scored better at all. And we talk, everybody talks about like Steph being the greatest shooter and all that. I think KD needs to be in that conversation. Oh, for sure. Like top three shooter ever. It's a difference between somebody that's a volume shooter from the outside, but KD is so methodical, methodical and he's technical. Like he gets to where he wants to get to and that's the easiest shot for him. So if it's, him taking the tray ball, you know, hitting his hazy pool or mid-range, he'll take that. But no one's going to give him the credit for it because he's 6'9". 
At least seven foot for real. All right, so whatever he is, yeah. no one's going to give him credit for it because it, it looks too easy. That's the problem. Man. That's the problem. You know, if you don't, think about it. If you don't play the game or you haven't played, you know, with high level guys, you don't realize how special he is. Mm-hmm. You just see it as, oh, he's supposed to, he's like, no, he's yeah. supposed to be moving like that. Yeah. And that argument that he's a scorer. Yeah, he's a scorer. <laughs> but shooting is a part of scoring and he does that better than, I don't know, I'm saying 99.9% of the league that ever played. Like, I'm saying if, if KD took 22 three-pointers a game. Oh, come on, man. We that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I, on, man. like he chooses not to do those things because he doesn't have to. But if KD shot, if KD just shot 10 a game and at the rate that he scores anyway, he's efficient. He ain't, <laughs> if he's taking 10, he probably feel like he's going to make six at night. Well, well, people would, would probably take that out of context and think that um, you're over-exaggerating, but they're not they're not realizing that because he is seven feet, once he gets it as a release point, that's seven five, seven six. Ain't nobody, you know. We we talk about um LeBron when he was younger, mm-hmm. being a, a good perimeter defender, he gets his hand up there and he's like <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? So that's why people don't don't really understand how how well KD can shoot, man, and that 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 high percentage clip. Like it's it's different. Like when he tells when he tells K, uh, Harden and Kyrie, "Don't worry about me. I'm gonna get mine." Like K, KD needs 16 shots to get 40. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's different. That's like that's sniper. That's easy money sniper for a reason, right? Like when we talk about greatest shoes ever, I'm probably gonna start leaning even more towards KD. So you, and you talk about your clutch, right? Two clutch shots. No more than that. No, I'm talking about the two clutches yeah. ones, right? The pull up trade ball and Braun face yeah. in the finals back to back, right? Like those are your clutch moments. You pulling up Trey, holding in somebody's face. Like that's what you do. Right. Yeah. It is, it is a lot of, them, but that's your thing. a lot of, them. and that's your thing though. Saying like a, a shooter. Yes. At all points. You know, you always, that's, that. that's why I talk about if you talk about volume shooting, if Ray Allen, mm. Rip Hamilton, mm-hmm. Reggie Miller, Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. If those those guys would have had a chance to shoot that many, yeah. And we're bringing up Rip because of how he does, how he moves off the ball in terms of stuff too. Yeah, he's yeah he was more of a long yeah. two, yeah. two arch, but he's a shooter. Yeah, it don't matter where you're shooting from; just you're a shooter. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they, they just didn't get the you know, they didn't get the touches like that. Yeah, you know, but you know, clutch. You talking about shooting? Do you knock that thing down when it counts? For sure, dead eye. But mm-hmm. you know that's the NBA. So the playoffs now. Who we got left? Right, we got um, Suns versus Nuggets. I did not have that. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, the Clippers still to be determined. But I'm going with I'm going with the Mavs tonight, Game Seven. The Mavs over Clippers. I'm calling that. Luca, do your thing, doggy. Um, so it's going to be them versus Utah. Uh, my Western Conference Finals adjusted. <laughs> adjusted is I'm going you. I'm not. I'm going Denver. Not Denver. I'm tripping. Utah and 
um, Phoenix, and Phoenix wins. I'm going Phoenix in the finals. Mm. Shout out to Chris Paul. Let's see you get one, baby. Mm. Mm. I'm going Phoenix in the finals from the West. I think if I think if if Dallas beats the Clippers, I think I think they're going to beat Utah. I think I think you're giving too much credit to those role players. Listen, your job is a lot easier when you got Luca. It is, it is, it is, it is. And but. and and even though every night they play well, you're expecting a huge drop off the next night because they're on the road or what have you. They haven't been dropping off. No, they have. They've been losing at home. See, this is the thing. I I would be more inclined to be like, ah, you might be right. If KP was more, if the unicorn was actually the unicorn. If Porzingis was was even half the unicorn, yeah, if he was half the unicorn, yeah, it'd be a wrap. No, but I don't, I don't have, I don't have in the matchup, just a matchup, because I know what you got: Joe Ingles, you got Clarkson, you got if Mike Conley is still healthy, um, he'll be there, and you got Jordan Clarkson, you got all those guys. Yeah, but I they don't, they ain't I don't got, think it's happening. They ain't got Kawhi and PG three though. PG thirteen, whatever his name is, Pandemic P, Plastic right. P, Backboard P, whatever you want. <laughs> Whatever you want to call him. Don't, don't leave K, uh, Kawhi out of there because he getting torched up. It looked like he lost the hang time. On but, the, but that's my my point. Like, who who on Utah is going to match up with Luka? And, you know, you got to worry about that matchup. Royce O'Neal is, is, is their stop, is their guy, a big guy there. But on the flip side, I'm saying that I don't think that they match up well with Utah. And I mean, the pace and everything. Else. Honestly, with Donovan but, and but the Mavericks don't match it well with anybody. Rudy Gobert, <laughs> Bogdan, Bogdan, no, uh, Ru- no, Rudy's um, they're gonna be a presence. That's for sure, though. I'm being funny, but he's gonna be a presence because it's gonna be something in the paint. Rudy's he's he's earning his money now. Well, yeah, 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 for sure. You know, but who you got over there? Who's your Western Conference final? I just told you. I'd take Dallas if they win tonight Uh in the finals against Phoenix. Okay. And if Dallas doesn't win? I'm still going Phoenix. Just because I I think... Well, are you saying if Dallas doesn't beat Clippers, are you still taking the Clippers or whoever wins that game? If Dallas beats the Clippers tonight, I'll pick them. If the Clippers win, I'm going Utah. Okay. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm anti-PG-13. But, but, but what about anti-Kawhi, though? That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? He getting his little braids lit up out there. <laughs> He's getting, he getting lit up out there. So I'm still I'm still oh, going Phoenix. How much time left in that game, E? 26 seconds. You just highlighted. Just tell me, man. <laughs> you know, I can't see that. It's 22 seconds. It's a free throw game now. Uh, and he clawed back into it. Yeah, you know, you got to fight at home. It's Philly. Uh-oh, three-point game. Who just knocked something down? Oh, bad pass. Oh, Tobias Harris got a steal. And got a little layup. Okay. All right. All right. So you got the you got the Suns representing the West. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna go there too. Who coming out of the East? Mm, that's tough. And this is after after seeing what the results of the game one with this with the six is gonna be. That's tough. I oh man, because you don't know if Embiid's gonna be hundred percent. No, he looked like he a hundred. He had that 40 piece, I think. Well, look, look, put it up for me, see what, how many points he got. It's already there. No, no, no. On the box score, kid. Uh, yeah, he got 36. <laughs> I'm I'm more <laughs> 13 for 14 from the free throw line. I'm I'm thinking it, sh- it should be Philly 
Uh-huh. And the Bucks, if the Bucks use their size, but the because you know Harden just went down, man. Ooh, yeah. Listen, I'm not betting against easy money for nothing. I ain't worried about him. I'm worried about somebody scoring 25 points on 25 shots, and they're they're really a two guard. Kyrie gonna be okay. Stop playing with him. All right. I'm I'm going with. Uh, so you gotta make your pick. Who you got coming out of these? <clears throat> With no, with no if ands, or buts. If the Nets make it to the Eastern Finals. I didn't okay. say no ifs, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, I can't help it, man. Like, it's a toss-up, man. I know. You, you like Kitty Smith, man. You don't know what they're going to do. You just don't know what they're going to do. All right. You want me to just pick somebody? All right. Yeah, go with your gut. I'm going with the Bucks. All right. Bucks versus Suns. Yep. And who got that? I'm going uh, CP3. Okay. I, I don't think. He I'm, won't be denied this time. Yeah, yeah, inshallah. <laughs> inshallah, I get that. I, I'm going to say I got the Suns versus the Hawks. No, I'm lying. <laughs> I'm going Suns versus Sixers. Okay. Suns versus Sixers. Now, it would be it would be really entertaining to see the Suns versus the Nets, though. Yeah, what am I saying? That'd be a... This is a thing. That'd I, be a track meet. Mm, let me put it in the air. I don't want to see Ben Simmons in the sun. Because then after all that trash I talked, it's like, it doesn't matter, you're a champion. So let's go. <laughs> I, I want to see D-Book and 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 all those guys versus KD. And I think KD is going to win it. I think KD is going to get his third finals MVP. Brooklyn is going to get their first ever. And we're going to have to start talking about him being the best player in the league. Oh, who? Like, for sure. You know, his argument. KD, you know what I'm saying? So it shouldn't be. You know how that is. You know how that is. KD a different dude. So we'll see how that turns out. Let's see. Did the, did the final score come up, champ? All right. Yeah, that's pretty much about to be over. What is that? Shooting foul. Oh, he's shooting the foul line right now? Oh, yeah, that's game. They they That free throw game. Got to make sure you hit your free throws at the end of the game. Take care Point of the guards ball. especially. But we got to – I got to get on this. We got a few more things we're going to get out. But Naomi Osaka um, – she is this generation's most polarized um, tennis player, one of the best young stars in all of sports. Um, you know, this past year, she made the most money any woman teen- tennis player has ever made in one single year, um, which, first of all, uh, you know, very young, um, soft-spoken, kind. Um, young young you know an an athlete who just in love with the sport right yeah. I, I saw somebody say that um football soccer players play soccer because they love it fans come because they love to watch it right there's two different motivations for things right she's right. playing tennis because she loves tennis not because of anything else because she loves tennis you know, that the French Open happened and now she was like really number two player in the world or something like that. But she withdrew from the French Open because privately she told them that she did not um, want to do any media. She told them that she's been dealing with anxiety um, for a long time. And all of that has all been something that's been a struggle with her and that she didn't want to go through it this time because it might affect her play. She knew that she would be getting fined for it. Um, she was okay with it and she was going to play and then she was going to deal with it at the end of the um, 
French Open and try to come to some sort of resolution for the future of the game. It got into a whole media frenzy, something she didn't want because clearly she wants to be out of that anyway. And so she withdrew completely. Um, you know, those conversations became people saying athletes are spoiled. Don't play the sport if you don't want to talk to the media. You need the media. The media pays you all those other different things. And, oh, I'm a millionaire now. I don't want to talk to people, blah, blah, blah. Um, really misinformed because the, the point of that was she really said she had a high anxiety talking in front of people. Um, I don't know. I know you had speech class when you were at Temple. Had to, didn't you? No. Well, I had speech class. Coach Thomas made us do speech class. Right, right. And we had to do it in college too. Public speaking is tough when you're just in front of your classmates. Right. We right. talk about national media, people critiquing you right after a game. Um, yeah. Th yeah. That's one of the... Is it an outdated thought process? Yeah. It's, it's, it's completely archaic. It's the dumbest thing to want to <laughs> talk to somebody after the heat of the moment. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. Nobody, if you win, <clears throat> you might be able to get by it, get through because, you know, every, you got happy thoughts. Yeah. You know, you lose, you ain't trying to talk to nobody. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, why are you interviewing coaches at halftime? Yeah. And they should be talking to their team. Why are you, why are you talking to, why are you forcing people to come in and talk to the media? 20 questions by 20 different people and they're asking the same thing over and over in mm -hmm. different ways. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. And you like know? you said that back in the day, the reporters used to be in the locker room before they even got out the shower. Right. Yeah. You could be in there with your towel and you got to do an interview. And, um, and, and, you know, the media would wonder why you say some dumb things sometimes because why are you invading our space? You know, give us a moment, you know, let us get dressed and we go out and, and speak to you. And, um, and when you do speak to the athletes, let me re repeat this again. When you do speak to the athletes, try not to ask the same question over and over. And then don't ask anything that the average fan didn't see. Because if you watch the game, you saw what happened. Yeah. There's no point in reiterating it again. You know, and that's mm -hmm. that's the thing that kind of gets on some, um, you know, athletes nerves. And then someone like, you know, this young lady, she generally has an issue speaking to the public. So. Mm -hmm. She should be allowed to speak um, to the media whenever she feels comfortable. And if she's willing to take the fine, yeah. so be it. Leave it alone. Yeah, Leave exactly. It alone. And just appreciate the time when she does talk to you. Yeah, because to be honest, like nobody plays the sport hoping and dreaming that they can be in front of people just to talk to them. Right. You didn't pick up that tennis racket for that. The media do not does not make the athletes. Yeah. Right. The media doesn't have the sports media don't have their job and their positions without the athletes in those sport teams. And to be quite frank, a journalist can write a story without a quote from anybody. Right. And journalists have said that like, I don't necessarily need anything. I just now it's just left up for my own interpretation so I can write what I write and do what I do. What I do. Right. But you don't have to have somebody talk because as Serena and some people say, like, I just finished a long match. I'm an athlete, so my sleep is important. I got to train in the morning, but instead I have to be right here with you answering the same questions you asked me for the last 10 years or whatever else that lead to nothing, right? But you say athletes have to. And it's a different time period. Athletes, you really don't need the media for anything right. because of social media, right? You talking about a $15,000 fine she got? The Calm app. 
which is something that um, people use to meditate and all these other things. LeBron has a partnership with them. They pay her fines for her. They just came out and said, we'll pay her fines for her and contribute to all this other stuff. So the money people say people are, the athletes are getting from media and everything else, mm, not the same. And with Instagram, you know, you, you hit the Instagram now. If I want to talk after the game, just turn my phone on. Right. I can go on live, hear directly from me. <laughs> right. I don't need a beat writer after that. Yeah. I don't need any of that. I'll go on Twitter and put it there. So maybe you should be more grateful if that's the case. Right. right. You know, and like it and be more sensitive to what's going on with other people. Yeah. I mean, that's why I said be more appreciative because. These athletes make so much money now. They could take those fines. Listen, <laughs> listen, it's that it's that money that I'm trying to get right now. Sometimes you know some things are wrong, but you just got to sit with it. Because Diddy just came out because most recently um, the Tulsa Massacre um, on the Black, our Black Wall Street documentary just came out. Yep. Diddy said, look, let's be real. We can't make anything change. Not education reform, not anything without money. So a lot of us have to, Jackie Robinson, you know, keep our mouth closed until, you know, we can get through that door or whatever. Now that she got through that door, now that she got that money, she lets you know those things wrong. So I'm not dealing with her no more. And you need me more than I need you now. Right. Right. It's that F you money, as you say. That's what we're trying to get to. <laughs> right. Because right? that changes up a lot of things. Sometimes you just got to do something for some money. Now that you don't, people feel like you're entitled. Like, nah. Um, when you get to a certain space financially, it's very liberating. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank God. But to, to round this out, um, Deion Sanders, prime time, you know, where I won the greatest. Oh, and Atlanta got that victory, too. Mm. Prime time. Stole one. Yeah, stole one at home. Prime time. You know, I am athlete. That's the, one of the podcasts that I love. Brand, um, Brandon Marshall, Ocho Cinco, uh, Channing Crowder. Um, was it Fred Taylor and my boy Lou Young was on there a little while ago with his comedy stuff but Primetime had a he had a great 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 episode <clears throat> talked about HBCUs and all those types of things and you know Prime got a cadence when he talked like mm -hmm. a preacher right right. and he always throws some things out there and he had a question that he brought up because he said a pastor or somebody brought it to his attention and I was immediately it just stuck with me and I was like, I want to, I wonder what OG think about this. But he said, the pastor asked him, are you at peace when you don't get what you want? I was like, man. Mm. <laughs> right? Like, man. Like, are you? I'm not. You're not? I'm, I'm not in that space yet. Yeah. But like, first, I'm not even sure I know what peace feels like. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what? what is that? Like, how? I don't know if maybe I haven't gotten the wisdom yet or maybe I haven't, you know, my third eye isn't, you know, clear yet or whatever. But what, what is what is the peace? Like, what is that first? I, for me, you know, I, like I said, I can't speak for anyone else. But for me, peace is just being able to wake up in the morning and and feel as though everything that I'm going to do today is something I want to do. Peace is me going to sleep at night, knowing that I did everything to the best of my ability today that I feel proud of. Therefore I can get, I can be restful tonight. 
Yeah. And so for me, it's I'm you know I'm not thinking of it in terms of uh, monetary value or anything like that, material things. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about my inner peace. You know how I am sometimes. Yeah. I I get in the car sometimes and I don't want to hear anything. You right. know, going music. So I get I go to my room and I'm listening to whether it's classical, jazz, hip hop, whatever. But I'm just in my own space yeah. and I'm moving at my own pace. I know I'm not harming anybody, and I just know that. I can feel, I can walk around and know that I'm a positive person. That's peace for me. So, mm-hmm. you know, depending on what he means in terms of um, his description, mm-hmm. I don't know. But for me, it's just, you know, my own self um, mm-hmm. awareness that, you know, I don't have to worry about disrupting anybody's life or or harming anybody in terms of <laughs> some of my actions or something like that. Well, you know, by my words or something, shut up. That's Jupac right yeah, there when he so. said not harming nobody. So. You know what that means. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I just like to be able to move easy behind the scenes, you know. Yeah. It that it really that question really had me thinking. Right. Cause I've I've been in spaces and um Getting, getting, we're getting towards the, the season finale uh, episodes and we'll talk more business at that time but <clears throat> I, I get frustrated sometimes and I've gotten better as I got older of controlling my frustration with other people yeah. right because you know we put so much work into things and and I've learned this that there's no age difference or there's nobody older no matter what their age are they can still be um, kind of missing the point and not giving as much, right? So you'll be at a space to, when I see that at this point in my life right now, when I ask, are you at peace when you don't get what you want? That's me kind of being at peace with the actions of somebody else that could affect me, but knowing that I did everything that I was supposed to do and that I can't really expect that somebody, expect somebody to see things the way I see them or to work the way I work or to, you know, be as ambitious or um, self-reliant as me. And and that that does give me some peace. Because before, it's like, man, I, I did everything I thought I needed to do. I was great in school. I got master's degree here, graduate certificate here. I did this. I did that. And everybody says... A little self-devotion. Look, I got to give some love to myself, right? Because we're not just basketball players. Right. Like, I, I did those things. We were, They told me I needed to be a great community guy. I was genuinely... I was there. They said doing things this way was going to get you here. You could do all those things and still not get what you want. Right. But you got to find peace within that. So... Um, one of the parts is like, yeah, we all got our own journey in in certain spaces, but the peace for me comes in the fact that I really control myself. Like where I'm going to go, I know that I'm going to make those decisions based on what I want to do and I can live with that. Right. Because I gave myself the tools where I started looking at it like, man, I got a master's and I don't have this to as I gave myself a nice toolbox. So if I don't want to do that, I'm not going to do it because I can figure out what else to do, right? I can get that. So that's something that, you know, I want to share with people who may not have seen it. Think about that. Are you at peace when you don't get what you want? And then what else? That, you know? that actually should be the wrap-up. It really should. We, we, <laughs> that's we, crazy. We, I know it was crazy. Um, yeah, 
we'll give him a one-liner if that maybe a, a good little uh you know breakdown i'll let you jump into it let me call let me get your theme music started i know he like that you know oh i thought you were <laughs> going to give me something crazy you know what i'm saying but we went to the wrap up uh, so that is episode 26 um you know our post game wrap up was was with that OG quote from primetime you know think about that think about where you find peace at neon Dion yeah think about where you find peace how you can manifest I don't even say manifest that or how you can create it how you can get it together um thank you guys for tuning in as you guys know who mountain DXB who mountain Dubai who mountain that AE that's us um check us out hoop star shootout coming our final one all-star game let's get it let's get it it's gonna be great um as always keep it simple keep it real keep going